We're back. Oh, wow. You going through some changes there? That is weird. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting sh- I haven't eaten today, <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, Ooh, wow. Yeah. Hey, guess what? What? This is the first time we've done an intro and an ish. We're socially distant, but in the same place, not through FaceTime. Since like March. Since March. Or yeah. February, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, I'd like to thank the Academy. Um, of Patreon. I'd like to thank the Tonys. Between the two of us, we'll get the, the EGOT or whatever, right? Oh, I was like, Tony, Tony, Tony? No, the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Is that the, the EGOT? Okay. It's like, a, it's a thing. Okay. I yeah. don't know why we don't call it the Toga or the Togi or the, yeah, never mind. Anyway. Yeah. um, Hey. Yeah. And oddly enough, this episode is one of the, I think it's the first time we've been in my house yeah. doing a show yeah. since March as well. True. And it, like I've enjoyed all the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, This one felt a little uh, like looser more natural right yeah like you don't have that delay of like a phone yeah type thing yeah which um, i felt like has been not that noticeable but like person to person to person separate in our own corners here it did it was different but it was yeah. a good it was a good feeling it was, it was nice to have it oh, back like heck yeah um, yeah it was really good you know i don't know how long this will last but uh mm-hmm. for now like while things seem metered right like there's a like just i don't know i don't know how to how to say it right but like yeah yeah um it is it is good to kind of like feel in the natural groove so this has been a ton of fun yeah it's been great um but anyway that being said Mm -hmm. let's thank our patrons in the ish point let's do it oh Oh, make make people wait who are you who find out later (laughs) (laughs) um did get some new patrons which is awesome always great to to have people uh kind of join up and support the show in that way plus Mm -hmm. we just had to pay for our uh website so it was was nice to uh see my my bank account go funk and then (laughs) like well just transferring some money over so i'm not totally like out of that (laughs) so that was good um thank you but yeah so thanks to to everybody who does support the show in that way mm-hmm. and um you know this year i think like habits changed a lot yeah and yeah. uh you know like i know i haven't been listening to podcasts necessarily as much this year because i just don't have the commute right yeah um and it's been like a year of of kind of recalibrating i think in a lot mm-hmm. of ways for for people for me yeah. specifically yeah. for sure and uh but um, you know, listenership kind of, it did, it dropped off some and mm-hmm. it, and it and totally understandably, um, and it's starting to kind of tick back up. But, uh, first of all, thank you to everybody who stayed yes. consistent the entire time Yes, means, means everything right to mm-hmm. like, we, I don't want to say we do it for you, but we do like, we, we would do the show mm-hmm. probably even if people didn't listen, but it, it really gives you like fuel. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that people are listening and mm-hmm. and it's good to see that growth kind of coming back yeah. uh that being said the the best thing you can do to support the show is share it with people please, around you please. um tell somebody today like mm-hmm. hey you should check out look what i did it it nothing is more powerful than word of mouth yeah so um you know your friends trust you your friends listen to you uh you've influenced each other about mm-hmm. watching tiger king now throw in look what i did yep. um <laughs> Let's have a throwback of uh, tell a friend, tell a stranger. Ooh, yeah. Right? 
Um, so yeah, if you can tell mm-hmm. people and the other thing you can do, um, if you, if you don't have anybody around you, cause you're still working from home or whatever, mm-hmm. leave a review on iTunes, like a five-star review on iTunes yeah. also goes a really long way as well. So, so much, uh, do both of those. If you want two gold stars, mental mm-hmm. ones from us, right. um, right. but do either one of those and it, and it goes a really, really it long way. So, much. so yeah. yeah, we would appreciate it deeply and humbly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and thank you to everybody who's already left reviews. Oh yeah, uh, who who has told people mm-hmm. um, the show wouldn't be where it is today without you, Aaron. I said to we have sixty shows, I believe sixty episodes. That's like released. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so. It's you said the other day like we've been doing this almost three years, and I was like, is that tr- true? <laughs> well, we've been recording. It's, it's gone I mean, by so fast. One thing that a lot of people know or they don't know is that we recorded for a while before the show ever came out. Mm-hmm. So we've been recording for a, for a long time. That's yeah. true. That probably yeah. has been almost three years. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. nuts. I was thinking the it's other cool. day about doing the uh, Christmas special. Like, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like crossed my head and I was like, mm-hmm. um, crossed my head. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, this will be the third one of those. Like just yeah. how the yes. show has changed and grown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Anyway. I feel like we could talk forever because we're in the same yep. room. So in the interest of keeping it somewhat on track, <laughs> uh, this episode is Aaron Detheridge. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an amazing musician. Uh, hasn't been playing as long as I thought, but we'll let her tell that story. Exactly. But she's a really incredible guitar player. Yeah. Um, we kind of hint at it, but we a uh, mutual friend did like cut our hair and uh, for her birthday one year, um, she rented out a bar and... <laughs> uh, like f- fun, bizarre little story. You know what? I'll put this up as Patreon content. Okay. That's actually, I have some of the songs. Ooh, yeah. Um, That'd be great. There was a fictional all girl band. <laughs> and I think there's a reference to this in the Mark Summerlin episode. Cause uh-huh. he's actually involved in it too. Maybe go back um, and re-listen to that. Uh, one. You know what? This will be, there'll be some good Patreon content out of this. How's that? I, I will share a photo that will probably break your camera. <laughs> Um, we'll have some music and maybe we'll dive into the story a little bit more, but it, it results in this like all girl mm-hmm. fake punk rock band. Yeah. And we actually like, um, I, I'm not a girl and had to go and drag, mm-hmm. but, uh, <laughs> we, we play this show for her birthday, just doing like a couple original songs that were written mm-hmm. and a, a couple covers. Um, but that's how I met Aaron actually. And she was just an amazing guitar player yeah. that was like taking these songs that, you know, I had a part in writing and bringing him to life and it was super cool. And she's just like the warmest person. And she works at guitar center. She talks Mm -hmm. about it. And every time I go in, she gives me a huge hug and Mm -hmm. we chat for a little bit and, uh, she's just a wonderful human being. And, and she's a working musician. Like she plays with a band. She'll talk about on the show that plays a couple pretty good sized shows a year. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like, she's out playing like every weekend, I think. Um, and, and that's a whole different kind of mentality and, yeah, and yeah. like effort. And so it was really cool to just sit and talk with her about like what that journey has been. And like I said, I really thought it'd been this like lifelong thing and it's mm-hmm. really like not something she's done for mm-hmm. all that long. I mean, she's done it for a decade, probably somewhere in there, maybe a little yeah. bit longer, but like, it's cool to see somebody like fall in love with something like in their twenties. Right. Or mm-hmm. right. Like in, and really embrace that and, and like grow with that. It has just been neat. So, 
Um, and I just love Aaron. Like she's so much yeah, fun. So yeah. <laughs> I yeah, she think fit you, right in. You hear that yeah. in this episode a yep. lot. Like this is yeah. just a person I really enjoy spending time with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess without further ado, Miss Aaron Deathridge. Enjoy. Let's start with who you are and what you do. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Um, um, we've only been hanging out for like 15 minutes just <laughs> chatting about random stuff. I think Roughly. we're all excited to just be in a room with people. Oh, Socially distanced. Socially yes. distanced. Yes, we I are. I think we're probably six feet apart, right? You're, oh, that's we're more than six feet. This is six feet. Yeah. It's like eight. We're definitely, definitely socially distanced. Yeah. So being mm. very responsible. Yes. Um, well, so I'm Aaron Dethridge. I am a, well, I'm a musician. And um, I actually love this area. I, I play most frequently in the area. I am a guitar player. And um, <clears throat> I've, let's see, let me let me give you the rundown on me. Because, well, <laughs> you gave me a microphone and you let me talk about myself. So <laughs> We'll just put ourselves on mute. Aaron. No one has to know. <laughs> so I... Uh, I moved to Northwest Arkansas in 2006. Uh, I'm from Oklahoma, so not too far from here, but very small town, Oklahoma. So when I moved here, it was like, oh, big lights and and uh, the population's crazy big. And, and uh, so, you know, I felt pretty big time, but... Fast forward to now, it's it's a uh, <laughs> small it's, town. It's very very cozy, and actually, mm-hmm. I I've, I really like it. Yeah. Um, I moved here, and I'm just kind of kind of going to how I got into into music. Um, there in, in, in Oklahoma, I how I first got into music, I would say, or playing music, I should say. Um, that wasn't really a thing. It was kind of sports, and you know, just whatever um i had a, I grew up in a town of population a thousand people um fairland oklahoma shout out they probably don't get many of Where's those on podcasts by? oh um so are, are there are you guys any casino hoppers my wife is i'm not oh she'll know so <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's northeast oklahoma it's about two hours from here it's between miami and grove um you're talking about meccas of of casinos in the area um, is it the one that's like near enough that Joplin advertises for it? I feel like. Ooh, you're thinking of downstream. I, I guess so. <laughs> yes, I was. So. It's 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 pretty close to there. It's probably about forty five minutes. Hold on. An so hour in this there. corner, there's downstream Salem Springs, whatever that one's called. And oh my gosh! And another okay. one. Oh oh. There's three casinos oh, in like a okay. forty minute. Oh my goodness! Let me educate you on the casinos. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> plus, I am. Uh, there's Choctaw. I, you're a blackjack. There's a blackjack tournament well, no, champion. No, so uh, fun fact: I am Native American. Huh. So uh, there's a casino that represents my tribe. So much love to Buffalo Run Casino for the Peoria Indians. I didn't know this about you. I know you can't. You can't tell by looking at me that I'm Native American <laughs> with the with the very pale skin and the blue eyes. <laughs> I mean, some people struggle to tell that I'm Canadian just by looking at me. Some people we just live want in to the same it. world. Yeah. yeah no. Um, so uh, actually, I, I I like to kind of em- embrace my Native American roots for for a very personal reason too. My uh, my grandmother, who I was very close to, um, she passed away a few years ago, but she. Um, cool enough, she was uh, very active in our Peoria Indian tribe. 
And she um, created in 1985 the Native American emblem um, for our tribe that they still use today, mm, which awesome. is cool. Yeah, when she passed away, I got a, a tattoo of it. So <laughs> I always joke, I'm like, look, I got an Indian card and a Native American tattoo. So <laughs> I'm pretty much like legit. <laughs> I mean, more legit than me. I'm like, somebody's like, somewhere I think we have some Cherokee. I'm like, that's literally everybody. Like, I don't yeah. know who doesn't at this point. That's Yeah, so so, but whenever I tell people where I'm from, I say Miami or not Miami. Right. Natives know not to call it Miami. It's Miami. And uh, and Grove, most people know where it is because of the casinos. Yeah. Gotcha. Which um, I don't know anything about. <laughs> well, let me talk to your wife. She'll know. <laughs> um, Take her on a tour. <laughs> I don't we'll think she needs to know where hopping. more are. That used to be what we would do whenever I turned 18. You'd like, oh, man, we can go to casinos and get our free money. So yeah, there's just very little to do there. <laughs> Such an optimistic view of the casino. <laughs> yeah. Just giving out free money. I'm here for my free money. <laughs> Like, I don't think that's how that's ever worked. <laughs> Got to pay to play? What? <laughs> Hold on. I have to put some in and I get less back. I know it's, I'm so, sure somebody wins. Um. Anyway, just music wasn't really a thing, but I've, I've, of course, just like everybody else, I've always enjoyed it. So my senior year in high school, um, we had a teacher who taught a humanities class and, and uh, basically it was an, it was an excuse for him to be able to play guitar because there was hmm. him and this really that's a big jump a humanities class was an excuse to play guitar i had <laughs> exactly a chemistry teacher who also somehow <laughs> used that to play guitar one time yeah. isn't that funny it's like <laughs> all right cool um it was basically uh him and this other kid who was just he was a whiz but you know all the rest of us are like trying to like one string smoke on the water and he and this other kid <laughs> over there soloing off of metallica <laughs> stuff and that's how I felt when I was in a room with you once. That's, uh, yeah. Hey, Aaron, you didn't know? I played bass in a band with Aaron. Oh, I'm going to get into that, night. too. I, yeah, I've heard. I, I but have it. you seen yeah. the photos? I don't want to see the really, photos. So There's I'm some a, Patreon content. I'm a, <laughs> I'm, yes. a little, I'm a little mad about it because you're a much prettier female than I am. So I don't, that, that, I don't think that's true, actually. Um, I don't think was, that's true. There either. was one very inebriated male friend who, for some reason, later in the night, thought I was attractive. But that's not a- wow! Get the drunk. Dudes, I still huh? get coffee with him every once in a while. Coffee. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's. Um, so I, I started later in life. I started, you know, seventeen, eighteen, playing music, and then I moved here um, to go to college and you know, like 16 majors later, <laughs> I was just like, uh, I don't know what I want to do. And I, uh, I, I heard an ad on, uh, the radio. Um, cause I'm, I moved here. I had friends, things happen. And then I ended up just kind of being alone here. And it yeah. was like, mm. man, this sucks, you know? Yeah. And, uh, didn't really, uh, you know, I went to U of A did school functions and just like nothing kind of, kind of jived. And so I heard this ad on the radio and, um, it was for guitar center that was opening. Um, and I was like, Oh, that sounds cool. I like music. And, and so anyway, I applied and, uh, got called in for an interview. I didn't know anything. I just knew that I liked music. And so I went in there and they were asking me these technical questions and I, I left there and I was like, Oh crap. I really bombed that. In 2006, you didn't know how to play guitar. 
very little. That's mind blowing to me. Yeah, very, very little. Because you're really good. Oh, you're sweet. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, and there's, there's a reason I'm going into this story. Um, because so anyway, I was like, well, I blew that. I'm not going to hear back from them. Well, I did get a call back and basically they needed somebody there to stamp receipts at the door. (laughs) And so I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And it was cool. I got to open the store that's here in Fayetteville Mm -hmm. and, um, Chris Felines. Yeah, I did work with Chris Felines. Cool. That makes all of us then, doesn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I've, oh, wow. Oh, we, have you ever worked with Chris? No, but I mean, oh. you can call playing music working. Right? So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, Wasn't so it a paying gig? Aaron was the bass player <laughs> of the band that I was in with Chris. <laughs> no kidding. What yeah. band was that? End of June. Which one? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that one? <laughs> uh, I know how that goes. <laughs> Which one? Um, yeah, he was our operations manager at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so anyway, I, I went there and worked, and, and that was... Um, it was 2007 when we opened and that was like, since I had moved here, that was the first time that, and I mean, there's a bunch of metal guys. I'd never listened to like hard growl metal music. And these guys had invited me out to their shows. I remember the first one I went to was at the old music hall and mm-hmm. people were like doing the crazy, crazy dancing arms flailing. Like I'm standing on something on the wall and I'm like, guys are good but this is weird (laughs) what are y'all doing i like the idea that chris at some point was like hey do you want to come see a hard growl band (laughs) (laughs) sounds like me in the morning but that was like the era of like (laughs) hardcore was really taking off so every show at the music hall at that point because like five years earlier it was super eclectic and then it like oh yeah like um Everybody played at the music hall. Before. Modest Mouth. Ted, yeah, Ted what? Leo and the Pharmacist, Avril Lavigne, mm-hmm. White Holy Stripes. Holy cow. See, I should have moved here earlier. Uh, Only I would have been born a smidge earlier. I'll call my mom about that. But Postal Service. <laughs> oh, Blink-182. Wow. I think Blink-182. I don't know. Lit Voodoo Glow Skulls. I think. MU330. No, it was like, but you get like, one day you'd have Modest Mouth, so the next day you'd have Slumber Party, and it was like a like a trio girl band That's that would sit bonkers. on the floor and have everyone like turn the lights down low and everybody would just like lay. I think the band was called slumber party. You just like lay around on the floor of the club music hall, maybe not safe. And then <laughs> listen to this band play. And it was amazing, but it was just like uh captured by robots, Lasavi Fav, like great, amazing bands coming through all the time. And then kind of turned into like seemingly just hardcore for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I started to age out. <laughs> I still went, but that's that's nuts i had no idea yeah because anytime i went and that's all these guys were working to you know they all played a metal band there's a reason the show started or the music hall started doing that right yeah that's what everybody's listening to yeah so um i worked there and then i was like you know just naturally started kind of getting into to more of the gear and 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 things like that and um had a lot of free time just stamping receipts. <laughs> so, um, did a lot of, uh, did a lot more practicing and, and things like that. And so, um, then we, we switched store managers and the, the store manager who was there, his name was Dave Johnson. Um, he passed away a few years ago, but I think everybody loved Dave. Oh my gosh. He, he came up to me one day and he's like, have you ever thought about sales? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'd love to not do this. And so, 
he gave me a spot there. And then six months later, I was an assistant manager. And um, I just, I, I learned so much from there and left there for a little bit and, um, you know, did did some corporate things for about eight years and then um, came back to Guitar Center a couple years ago and, and that's where I am again. But the moral of the story is that that is really where I, I felt like I, I fit in the most mm-hmm. and um, and I was able to <clears throat> just kind of find where I belonged. I mean, it was the hardest call I made to my parents when I was in college because I was like, I'm quitting because I'm getting promoted here. <laughs> and so like every they, parent's <laughs> greatest hope for their child. Yeah. And so it, 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 which they've, they've, they've been very supportive of me and in, in the things that I do. And so it was a little rough at first, but you know, it's like, this is, this is what I want to do. And, and yeah. uh, so, you know, they came around to it, but yeah. um, what kind of, what kind of projected me into music was, was Dave actually. Um, I was in there one day and a a gal came in and they were looking for a guitar player. And I was like, Oh, I've never played in a band with anybody. So (laughs) I don't know. And so he suggested me to, to go in and play with him. And, um, we played, uh, somehow they got a show booked at George's like three weeks later, actually ended up, filling in bass with them, but I'm like, you know, I can play guitar. I can find root notes on a bass. So, um, you would think, wouldn't you? You, 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 you would (laughs) don't get me wrong. Bass is very hard. It is. You gotta, you gotta have that funk. So (laughs) such a bad story coming later, I think. But anyway, (laughs) Um, (laughs) so I, you know, that, that just kind of, that just kind of started me here. It's like, who can say their first, their first gig was at George's, you know, that's, that's Uh, yeah. I was like, how did you put that? that (laughs) That's pretty cool. So that's awesome. Um, from there I've, I don't even know if I can go through all the bands that were and like when I think of, cause we've had other musicians, Mark Summerlin's been on, right. And, oh, um, yeah. you know, we've had Chris and, uh, the good fear and some, some other bands. And, uh, but I think what makes like where you stand out in my head is that I think of you as like a gigging musician, like, yeah, right. You play with other people, you do your solo shows. Like I th- almost feel like if we lived in a, a larger or different city, you'd be the person that's like in the recording studio all the time with like, Right, like recording with other people, and I mean, you and I met on kind of like a on the fly sort of like little deal, and um, but I think that's like the breadth of what you have to know, right? Like all the cover songs, all this material fit in, feel, and like exude a different type of energy and personality every time. Like I think that's a whole different skill set, and that's like what I think of you is just this like, um. Josh Freese is my favorite drummer, right? Yeah. Do you know okay. who that is? And he's played with everybody, like over a hundred bands yeah. and he just seamlessly fits into everything. And you're like the Josh Freese I get to know in real life on guitar. <laughs> it's like Aaron <laughs> slots in everywhere perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. and it's a real talent. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I appreciate that too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, actually I've been making a record for 10 years and uh, I really thought we were going to focus on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no. So, and that, that just, that comes from, um, you know, because whenever I first started off, probably like anyone else, it was all cover stuff. And, 
um, just a different array of cover stuff. And I really, even to this day, I love playing eighties covers. I mean, who doesn't like we, I, I played in a band, we did spandex and things like that, which, you know, we kind of did that for, <laughs> wow. did you wear spandex? <laughs> I did not, but you I did. And like you look very pretty. No, I think you wore Spanx. I, I, no, I got, no. And I was like at one of my heavier weights, I think too. And it was a cat suit. Like it was super bad. Like, it was, wow. You were Rough very, times. you were very pretty. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> That's a word. Oh man. So awkward. No, what's, uh, what's been cool is, you know, if you have bands that are kind of hit or miss and, and, you know, I just, uh, I do, I, I try and, cause I, I do. And again, it sounds cliche cause everybody's like, Oh, I love all music, but you know, I, I really do. And, and I try and, and fit in. I think my, my biggest challenge, um, was one of the, the, well, probably the, the, most infamous band that I play in now. Um, it's Mary Heather Hickman in the centers. Um, we started playing about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my, the, the, um, the, the guy that I, I've, well, we met in a, in a cover band probably 10 years ago and he's a drummer. And ever since then we've played in just about every band together. Mm-hmm. Like we just, we have a, a, a really good relationship and, and bond and, um, a good, you know, once you find somebody that you kind of yeah, read just on stage, yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, all right, yeah. you want to take them with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Wait, so, you've never called me for another project. What happened? <laughs> on to the next subject. <laughs> yeah. Finish this thought. Ding. Next. <laughs> yeah, well, if, uh, if you can if you can fit that uh, little outfit, then then you're hired. This is feeling like a, a very different casting call. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I don't think that's considered eye candy. <laughs> eye Brussels sprouts. Instead of, anyway. So what's funny is, so I grew up listening to. To country music. That's what my parents listen to. Country mm-hmm. and gospel. Same. Yeah. And uh, and so, especially 90s country. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm a child of the 90s. Right. And so I always liked it. And then, you know, we all go through our rebellious phases. Like, oh, I hate country music. And so, anyway, it's like, yeah, you get a little older. And it's like, no, I, I really kind of like it. Have you it. seen so, the Garth Brooks documentary? No. I think it was on Netflix. Where was that? It was good. Oh, he's a fellow mm. Oklahoman, so right. Well, in you know, growing up in the nineties, like, yeah, it was definitely not cool to listen to that. So I just didn't. But you it heard was like where I was from. But you know, that's it. Uh, that's the Thunder Rolls. Thunder or Rolls like yeah. you know, you'd hear those songs. Yeah, like riding fences. Didn't really listen oh, to it, but that summer. Oh, oh yeah. I'm just saying the documentary is really Couple good. Didn't really. Uh, <laughs> Well, I took my wife to see him. Rope in the wind. That's it. Fan. Oh yes! Wow, that's I did awful. not realize I was going to lose you guys on this. No, anyway, <laughs> I, I, grew up, I grew up in a small town. Country music. Yeah. I wore brush poppers and wranglers and go rovers. But well, I, I liked like seventies and early eighties country, right? Like that kind of like. Listen to that too, but trucker almost like yeah. right, like mm-hmm. um, or outlaw. I guess really yeah, is probably what it's that. called, but. Uh, the nineties country just didn't, my dad really didn't like it cause he was the outlaw country oh, listener, the right? So nineties was too like polished rock for him. But oh, he would of- hate today's country. It's like, it's like, it's like a cesspool yeah. of, Hey, let's, um, let's talk about our country we are and that we have a truck <laughs> six times in a song just to convince someone. Right. I think that's how it goes. They're in a loop. 
Anyway, just saying. <laughs> yeah. I really developed an appreciation for what all Garth Brooks actually did. There was yeah. a lot. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, Did you yeah. see those on Netflix? I mean, I think it's on Netflix. I feel like that's it, where I watched it. Other than the Chris Gaines thing, and... I'm probably with you. <laughs> no, even the Chris Gaines thing, they like go back and talk about it. And yeah. like in yeah. retrospect, you're like, it, so it was supposed to be the soundtrack for a movie that was getting made. Yeah. And it just didn't come together. And so this just gets well, released like George Strait did on it. its own. That's true. With Dusty, whatever that was. Yeah. With David pure, Bowie did it country. every album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad Cooper did it. With, I'm kidding. It's a remake of a... Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. But I'm sure you had an actual story about country music. Yeah. That's, uh... Oh, I like you guys. You go off on tangents like I do. Yeah. My wife but, uh, always, my wife the always last gets... interview we did... Literally at the end, the person was like, what's this show about? <laughs> oh, my God. Aaron, what's this show about? It's like, uh, I was at a loss. I was like, why are you asking me the questions? We've lost the trail. I don't know. It's uh, We sit around. We chat. Now we're just happy to see people. Like, You're alive? You're alive? <laughs> what? Yeah. Anyway, country music. Yes. Really like country so music. country music. Um, I don't know. Scott and I, we just we just kind of got the itch, so we're like, all right, let's let's try and do some country. You know, just on a rim. And he actually had a friend who um, went to it's like Burger Life or Burger Deluxe. I don't know. This sounds really old to me. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. No, Deluxe, Deluxe Burger. Burger. Deluxe, Deluxe yes. Burger. They, when that yeah. when that really Are old to me, I'm like, he, well, they it was the one up by Whole Foods, and now it's like a. Mana Clinic. Oh, I, I yeah. don't know if there's any Deluxe Burgers anymore. But I don't Deluxe think there Burger are. was. Oh, it was really good. It was solid. It was. A I full, really liked Deluxe. One burger. and a half meals every burger. I forgot yeah. about them. Oh yeah, I'm Which hungry. Maybe it's <laughs> why they're not here now. I don't know. I could really go for one, but right. anyway. So his friend, uh, very chatty, happened to find this girl. She, um, she never played with a band, and so she, you know, but she said she sang and and he got her information and so she came over and we kind of jammed with her and um she got an incredible voice and we're like oh okay um she's a student at the u of a she's from texas cool um little did i know that was gonna lead us to a lot of really cool opportunities mm-hmm. and so we start we start playing we're the first band she's ever played with and um we got all these shows booked and and I don't even know how it happened, but like she, so she kind of did a stint on the voice, um, kind of gave us some insight to the, the backstage dealings of that. Um, because well, of course TV kind of chalks those things up to yep. make him, make him seem a little, a little more dramatic than, than there they are. really is. Yeah. 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 But yeah. out of the deal, she got a couple of songs professionally recorded and we listened to those and we're like all right cool so we started playing with her and um like i said that was about three years ago and you know over the span of that we've um we've played at cowboy stadium three years in a row would have been four this year but Mm, covid yeah for wow what um like cowboys uh, games yeah 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 yeah. so um, you guys played on the field no but but (laughs) Kind like, of. We park our van out front. We <laughs> pull out, play real quick, get back in and go. <laughs> so what's cool is, uh, and I've been a Cowboys fan since I was seven. They're really we'll not edit good that out. this go year. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about been, sports, but there's I know that's a very polarizing team. <laughs> there's, there's been a lot of heartache the last 
decade, two decades. But I'm anyway. So the Cowboys, you feel about the Cowboys how my wife feels about me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know your wife, but I can only assume yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know her either. You but. know me, so it's easy to empathize. I think that's the... Yeah. Uh, oh, it's like, I'm so angry with you, but well, I'll be around, so... <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, so That's really how she feels. Can't live with them. And you can't live with them. Yeah. <laughs> so we, um, if yeah, we connections are great. So we we had a connection, sent you know some demo videos mm-hmm. over to them, and they were like, yeah, great. Let's uh, they they have bands perform um, before every home game. So AT and T Stadium, which is massive, just yeah. so massive. Isn't that where uh, Taylor Swift? played for like the 1989 tour i wouldn't be surprised they have they have artists there yeah, all the time well because my wife and the kids went and they said they were like in like almost the last row and they were just like you can't even see the field like it's yeah. so far away wow. yeah it's just huge yeah I, yeah i wouldn't be surprised if that's where it was but so um at one of the main entrances they have this huge stage set up and uh so we're there and they have people setting up the sound and and taking our gear and we're like we don't have to carry our own stuff. Like, like what is happening? And so, so yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that, Oh, I can't remember. I think the first year it was against green Bay. I can't quite remember. Um, but anyway, you know, you have, you have fans from, from the opposing team and and the Cowboys and and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're performing for them. Um, they'll do, and it's all while the players are warming up. So inside AT and T Stadium, like on that huge jumbotron, they'll they'll pan in while you're playing songs, and uh, and then pan out, and then they'll they'll continue to do that. You get the joy of a huge audience with not the nerves to go with it. You know, we're just playing exactly. these twenty five people. My mom, hi. It's <laughs> not so bad. Can't you do that? It's like jumbotron. What? No. <laughs> oh. So that was like, that was, I was like, that's why I always tell people, I'm like, this is my Christmas, you know, it's like, this is super cool. cool. Cause then we get to go in and watch the game and, and, uh, you know, yeah, it's just, it's such a cool experience. And like I said, we've, we've done it the last three years and would have gone back this year, but it's everything going on. Um, but that's, wait, you don't want to oversaturate the market, right? So when you go back next year, it's like a Led Zeppelin (laughs) once every now and then just to keep them interested. Make your next year, next year, the farewell tour, but then come back like five more times. (laughs) What's cool is like whenever you have people that find you on, cause I had a couple of people, um, find me on Instagram and they're hardcore Dallas Cowboy fans and like they're, they're sharing their videos and they start following you. And then, um, like I had a guy, um, not too long ago, post a memory and it was of us like two years ago. And so it's like, Oh, this is, this is people remember. That's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. Tell us more about what it's like to have people know who you are and like you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Aaron and I would desperately like to know. Why would you say that? Whatever your name is. (laughs) Yeah. That's super cool though. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, that's that's cool. We've we've um we've got to play here locally at um at JBGB. Um we've opened for Eli Young Band um twice and then we had to play in in uh, El Dorado. There was a big music festival. Um I got to meet Brad Paisley, which was nice. Really cool. Yeah, he's a good guitar, guitar player. player. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Have you ever seen the thing with it's like seven guitar yep. players and yeah. 
He's like, like the only Ian like, Scott from Anthrax is yeah. one of them. And uh, um, Tom Morello, I think, Tom is Morello one of them. Is one of them. It, that was. It's, he comes in and it was just it? like it's like seven of like the top guitarists. Uh, yeah, and I don't even remember what they're doing or why they're doing it. It's a. I thought it was a tribute for. Uh, oh my god. Oh yeah, that sounds right. It's a tribute for something I think, mm-hmm. but it's like all these kind of like metal rock guys and then Brad Paisley and you're like, mm. it was the game of Thrones theme. Yes. They all play the game of Thrones what? together. Yes. yes. Brad, but I mean, it's, they're all super good, but Brad Paisley walks in and it's like, well, you're just not expecting. No. It from him, and everyone's right? surprised. But if you've ever listened to Brad Paisley outside of that, it's good. You know, anyway, I've watched some things about he's him. ridiculous. He's, oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. Once I, cause quite frankly, like, Country and blues, and and I don't touch even a, a fraction of the the great country guitarists and and blues players out there. But I'm like, that's kind of what I, that's kind of what I gravitate towards because because right. it's just it's uh I don't know it just it just fascinates me like with players like Brad Paisley and and Brent Mason and it's like they're shredding without distortion <laughs> you yeah. know what yeah. i mean it's like <laughs> yeah. they're all it's it's they're it's all clean notes and mm-hmm. they it keeps them it keeps them honest and so yeah. Yeah. but yeah i've seen videos of him doing eruption um r.i.p van halen and uh yeah. Yeah, that sucks um but uh he's just incredible mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's it's incredible and i think i just hold a little more um, I don't know, a little more, I don't want to say a little more respect because that would be disrespectful to all of the other infamous guitarists, but it's like when you can sit there and do what they do in a, in a clean sense with like without distortion right. or, or anything like that, mm-hmm. it's just like, holy cow, you know, it's a real deal. Yeah. You can't hide behind anything. Exactly. Not, yeah, it's yeah. very, it's very yeah. naked. Yeah. Have you ever seen, um, the documentary about, I don't play an instrument. I just watch other people play instruments. <laughs> um, but it's Jack White, the Edge. It, it may get loud. And, yeah. Oh, I have seen that. The, oh, man. That's such that's a good. great, because mm-hmm. it's three guys with totally different approaches yep. to playing yep. music. And you get that like really clean, really, really processed, right? Like yep. it's it, uh, the respect for each other at that table. Yeah. That thing too is like, oh, I love this. And it's, you can see it in their face. They're like, me you what and it's like but i love you and i yeah. love you know what it's well and you can yeah. tell they study yeah. each other too right mm-hmm. there's a real and it, yep. like you're expressing the same thing of like this person this person the way they and it, like yeah. um yeah. i think what's cool i really really thought you'd been playing guitar since you were like 10 years old right i just assumed that's what you've been doing see and, and that blows my mind because i'm like eh, i'm okay like, well i mean know, the only other guitar player i've ever seen is aaron so i was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't play guitar <laughs> see it's a low joke. bar to walk over um it's not even a bar that's how i like it don't ever watch any other guitar player and just hold me to the highest standard okay well, it's like you're calling him pretty earlier <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> You're pretty. This is a podcast of niceties. Um, <laughs> it is. You, you're both so swell. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I really did. And I think it's so cool that you came to something in like early 20s, I'm assuming. Yeah. Right? Like, um, and I think like you almost know, it sounds almost like you like dove into studying it and like have learned all this stuff and like taken in all this information because you came to it at a time where you could really appreciate what you were doing, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't just something you had to do. Well, exactly. And that, and 
again, I, I give it because it, it was that was kind of a a really difficult time in my life. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and go through everything and and cry and whatever. Um, <laughs> this is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> well, every <laughs> once in a while, yeah, it happens. Did you get yeah. the one where Aaron almost cried? It was a. Uh... <laughs> Aaron doesn't remember either. <laughs> He's Aaron like, you or <laughs> you, Aaron? Oh, uh oh, this is going to be a weird episode to like. No, it won't be. A A Ron and Aaron. We'll have A A Ron. But yeah, so and that was that was a that was a whole nother different dynamic. Like, hmm. like I said, coming here trying to figure out who I was and mm-hmm. trying to get away from some things back home and, and, uh, again, just overall trying to figure out who I was. And, and then I found kind of this family and they had no idea, but it was like, man, it just, it meant so much. And so mm-hmm. I think that really had a, that played a part in, in me really just diving into music. And that's, a, that's really a, just all I wanted to do. And I mean, that's, that's still, you know, all I, all I do is, um, I mean, I work at, I work at Guitar Center still and uh, get to be around music there. And then when I'm not there, you know, I'm playing solo shows and, um, you know, playing with bands. And um, that's another cool thing with my solo stuff. Um, I kind of I kind of take a little pride in it because uh, nobody else does what I do around here. <clears throat> so it, it's a little tricky, like with with the band thing, it's like. All right. So our, our singer, she's in Nashville, rightfully so. She's there writing and, you know, trying to trying to kind of do her thing there. And um, she's a great little songwriter. And I think that I think that she'll do very well there. Um, and we play with her whenever we can. In fact, we've got our first show in, God, probably like 10 months coming up yeah. this Friday in Little Rock. So I'm mm-hmm. very, very excited to to play that. But I've, I've tried playing... Um, well, I, I don't sing and that's for everybody's benefit because <laughs> hmm, I've, 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 more I've, Patreon content. <laughs> I've tried, we but get this? I think I've done drunk Drink carry- more of that beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is mountain water. It's liquid death, liquid mountain water. death mountain water. Yeah. It's from the, so uh, it's vodka. It's <laughs> moonshine. They say, God, I wish <laughs> <laughs> they forgot the vodka in here. Oh. It's from the Austrian Alps. Okay. It's fancy. Oh. You can get it at Whole Foods. Um, <laughs> so it's pricey. You. It's, uh, yeah, man. Tell me more about this rock star life. <laughs> I feel bad about my water now. No. This is straight out of the tap in a reused bottle. I just yeah, I just pour water and blow bubbles in it. I'm like, well, that's fancy. <laughs> Lucky bubbles. Well, Liquid Death should now pay me a promo fee because I just plug them on the podcast. So at least a free case of Liquid Death. <laughs> exactly. Just right? send no. me a free case. You guys are not cheap. So. Um, oh. Crap, I forgot where we were going. Playing with this. Little Rock. Oh, 10 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You don't sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done drunk karaoke a couple of times and that's terrible. So, um, I don't know that how do song, I get but invited okay. to these parties? <laughs> <laughs> you have my number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling you next time. <laughs> All right. We'll do yes. a duet. My wife will come too and drunk Caroline doing karaoke. Oh, dude. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. all right. Oklahoma. All right. That's 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 happening very soon. <laughs> it may have nearly dissolved our marriage once or twice, <laughs> but boy, it's a show. 
We might have to edit that part out. <laughs> yeah, don't forget. <laughs> she doesn't listen. We're okay. <laughs> She's our main Patreon supporter. <laughs> We're at her table. Yeah. So a couple of years I, I, ago, I decided I was like, all right, because I've, I've, it's it's kind of hit and miss with musicians. Believe it or not, believe it or not, some of them are a little flaky. I know never that's ex- never experienced it. Really, I know that's really surprising. What? Good musicians are always on time. But I'm ching. So funny enough about drummers, um, <laughs> those are the ones that I always have the hardest time with, and yet they're the ones that are supposed to keep the time. Oh my! Dad joke from I Aaron. See, I see what you did there. <laughs> Wait, yeah. hold on. You you saw that? <laughs> I heard that. Oh man, that's a good one. I didn't get yours. I guess did you make the same joke? Good musicians are funny? always on time. It's because she it's, made a joke about a drummer being on time. Musicians have to, and he keeps time. All right. Yeah. Well, this explains yeah. Aaron's bass playing prowess. <laughs> Wait, I have to be on time too. <laughs> I yeah. thought it was just the. Oh, drummer. you're a bass player. Let's remember, I took your job, Daniel. <laughs> That's how good I was. <laughs> I'm kidding. Ouch. No. Well, it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we both came to that decision together. No, it's all good. It was the unanimous vote from yeah. everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quit or play the bass, Aaron. No. We'll keep Daniel. <laughs> It's been a long time since I've seen you in person. <laughs> yes, it, it has been. Oh, that's the best I have. That I wasn't know, even that good. good of a pun. No, that that's was good. A, that was good. <laughs> Aaron it's, and I sometimes have to sit here for like 20 minutes trying oh, to think of what the is. <laughs> sometimes it's 20 minutes worth of fails, but uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 None of these are pre-scripted. It's really like who can come up with yeah. something first. It's a bizarre yep. contest behind yeah. the scenes. It's a weird like we're staring at each other the whole time. Oh like, man! Ding. It's the yeah. It's a. Uh, or first off, let's let's actually thank our patrons. Yes, uh, Five dollar level and higher. In a completely different order because I'm doing this via. You know what? We're breaking phone. their tradition, Daniel. Yeah, that's yeah. what this is all about. Um, thank you, Saria, Chelsea, Shelley, Kaylee, Brian, Dana. Jennifer, Travis, Tyler, Jeremy, Lindsay, Jesse, Sean, Kathy, Holly. I'm having to scroll. <laughs> Cindy, Allison, and Brian. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. supporting the show. You guys rock and roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, but truly, yeah, I had to scroll. Normally, I have it all up on a computer screen. Yeah. But thank you guys yeah. for supporting the show. Um, you too can support the show. Patreon.com forward slash look what I did. Yeah. Uh, I guess I've committed to some extra Patreon content that will probably, um, yep, 
Well, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm sure you can't. This will be equivalent yeah. to Aaron's dance video, probably. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so there's extra content there. Um, sometimes we come up with something that's cool and just for you guys. Uh-huh. Um, a, a gift, generally. I did postcards one time from while well, I was traveling in Germany. Uh-huh. Aaron did some extremely amazing dance videos that oh, were personally so, done. Oh, yeah, We've done so coasters great. for people. We made yeah, like wood coasters. coasters. Um, Signed posters. So yeah, we try we try to like you know come up with something cool every yeah, once in a while yeah. to just give out to people mm-hmm. for free. But that's a great way to support the show. You can do it for as mm-hmm. little as a dollar a month. A um, yeah, which is you know nothing. So yeah. please feel free to do that. And and I also want to say, Voice Press Network. Um, mm-hmm. We're members of the Voice Press Network. It's a, a collective of podcasts that are independently produced. Um, and finally curated. And so, so go fine. to thevoicepress.com and you can check out some other really cool shows there as well. So it's a great place to go for so many different shows. It is. Truly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's the goal, yeah. I think. Yes. Of the, yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> a varying variety, <laughs> I believe, is what I said before. But uh, yeah. So I guess without further ado, awesome. back to the show. Here. Uh, so I, I still continue to play with, with Mary Heather Hickman in the centers, but with her being in Nashville, it's, it's mm-hmm. maybe two to four shows a year, um, which is great. Any chance we get to play with her, we do, but yeah. I was like, eh, this just really isn't fulfilling. Um, I need to go Some out because yeah. yeah, which is so funny. Cause it's like growing up, I was so shy. But once I started hitting the stage and, and getting comfortable, um, it's almost, it's just, it's an adrenaline rush and it's like, I need this. You, know? you don't seem shy at all. Like, is oh, it one of those no. things where it's like transformed kind of like your, it has, it has. And that's, um, that's something. So at the, at the store, you know, I was in charge for le- of lessons, um, d- from the inception a couple of years ago. And that's something I always tell anybody who's trying to start out it's like i don't think you have any idea the benefit of what this does for your self-confidence so um i remember going to my two-year college in oklahoma and just being terrified having to do any type of speech or public mm-hmm. speaking yeah. and that was the worst thing possible like i would just get sick at it and even whenever i started out playing on stage it's so nerve-wracking but it's like after you start doing it I mean, I'm going from like just standing there in the same spot with my head down to, you know, last time we were at JJ's on Dixon, I'm out with my wireless guitar playing and dancing with a bunch of drunk sorority moms, <laughs> you know? And it's like, that. it just, it, it allows you to have so much confidence and, and be able to interact with anybody in, yeah. in any type of situation. And so that's something that, She's had a different musical experience than you. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel so confident and loved by these pretty people all the time. <laughs> I'm like, uh. well, I don't know if it's, you know, this where is, were my shows? <laughs> this, is, this is also by the third set. So booze, booze have set in. So, um, Wait, booze, <laughs> like, courage. like boo leave or oh no, like booze, drinky like, drink. like yeah. booze. So instead of liquid death, liquid courage. Yeah, I think that's a little a different. Yeah. He got that dad joke. <laughs> that was a dad joke. That was a no, but I, I, I like yeah. you know the first show that I, that I played at a school battle of bands. I had like a utility military jacket and this beanie, and I'm not joking. Sat on a stool and like 
turtled into my jacket. Like, I mean, I didn't want to look at anybody, mm -hmm. got off stage all shaky and, uh, it was miserable really like honestly and it, it but over the years i still get nervous about being in front of people right but like once i'm there i knew i'd be okay once i started right and it, and it yeah. just like it does give you a sense of confidence even if it doesn't feel it all the time off stage you do kind of develop this like okay like i'm in my element i'm in my mm -hmm. groove i agree 100 mm -hmm. oh and i'm the same way so like anytime i set any set list which I'm a little, I take charge <laughs> in any project that I do. And so I'm like, okay, let me make the set list. So like the first like three to five songs are comfortable songs where it's like, okay, let me, like, I don't want any crazy solos or anything <laughs> in, in those. Cause after that, it's like, all right, my nerves, it, cause it, right. it never fails. I mean, you always, I don't, I mean, you know, I don't know any like crazy famous musicians or guitarists but i would imagine the adrenaline kicks in and you've got to kind of have a little bit to let it weigh out and I think that's uh, always been the case for us right yeah as super famous musicians <laughs> I, is, is this another is dad true? joke <laughs> <laughs> well it's a joke no, I, about a no, dad I, I agree though yeah a hundred percent yeah 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 it's just it's you know and i think that's I think that's why a lot of people keep doing it because it's, it, I mean, even, even, you know, musicians who are in their seventies keep trying to keep going out there and playing. Cause it, it is, it's just, it's such an adrenaline rush yeah. that, that you just can't. And then, you know, once you're done with the show, it's, it's, it just keeps up. And, mm -hmm. um, I can admit that my name's Aaron and I have a, I have an adrenaline <laughs> problem playing music. <laughs> well, I, read, <laughs> I read somewhere that adrenaline and fear, are the same like root thing, right? Like, like they come from the same place, but it's just kind of your response to that chemical. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that like it, it starts as like, maybe a feeling of fear because you don't know how that experience is going to go. And once it kind of settles in, it then becomes the rush, right? Like, because you're responding slightly different to the same adrenaline chemical kicking in mm -hmm. like fight or flight. Right. And so yeah. like you start yeah. with kind of flight and then you get to like, all right, yeah, we're there. I mean, totally makes sense. Oh, that, you know, that, yep. that entirely makes sense. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And even, even, uh, even with my, my solo stuff that I do. Um, I think that's more nerve wracking actually. Oh, it, so I've gotten to a point where I kind of found my, my niche or niche, whatever I've, I've gotten into this discussion so many times with, the, right. with my wife. Yeah. So, um, depends on which side of the creek you live on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a niche. She's a niche. So whatever you prefer. <laughs> Prefer. <laughs> um, so no, a couple of years ago, I just decided I was like, ah, I've been striking out with these other people trying to play, and so I've just kind of been experimenting with, um, you know, there for a while. I was just, I was like, hey, can I come play at your? <laughs> I would send stuff out like, here's what I do, and it was all just kind of improv stuff over. I do like blues or jazz backing tracks and things like that, and. Uh, and then I would do like a, I would just play along to well-known tracks and those kind of got more attention than anything else and, and rightfully so. And I was like, all right. So it's like not quite captivating. And, and, uh, this past year I've really found something that 
really entertains everyone. So what I do my entire two to three hour set, wherever I'm playing, depending upon that, um, I will, it's all cover stuff, but it's, um, it's all instrumental. But what I've done is I've got, I've got these backing tracks and I will, instead of singing, I just, with my guitar, I will mimic vocals. That's so cool. And so, I mean, I'm out there doing Bohemian Rhapsody. And so I'm, I'm doing every single one of Freddie Mercury's vocal inflections and things like that. I mean, Mm. we're doing, I'm doing classic rock, um, country. I do, um, before he cheats, you know, Carrie Underwood, I'm doing some Mm -hmm. Johnny Cash, um, post Malone. Um, so I've got a little bit of, of everything for everybody. So more progressive music. Yeah. I don't want it to compare to that, but that's like the first time I ever, like first job I had was at a grocery store and someone goes, this is Led Zeppelin. I was like, I didn't know. Not comparing it to that, but it's like one of those ideas where you're like, you can hear, literally hear the vocals in this instrument. Larry Carlton is a person who does a lot of that stuff. I remember that from like way back. Wonderful It's a weird player. nugget to pull out of your back no, pocket. But it, no, but Larry it is. Carlton's my favorite music no, composer. I mean, <laughs> it's one of the first CDs I ever bought from BMG. So um, I've been listening to George Winston a lot, and he just does piano stuff. <laughs> and it, like I remember buying the tape when I was like 10. I've had this weird like... Yeah, George Winston. More piano from when I was ten. Please. <laughs> okay, but, but I mean, you know what I mean. It's like one of those things you don't you don't hear a lot of that. You know, someone playing yeah. an instrument as the vocals, you know, or what would have been the vocals of that. So, because we all, if we don't know the words, we're singing the notes rather than you know, it's like exactly eh, you know whatever. Exactly, and I'm not gonna lie, I because I kind of got to thinking, I was like, all right, what, what can kind of set me apart? Because it is, it's difficult when you don't sing, you have a lot of venues in town that will immediately shut you down. Like, no, we need vocals, but I've had a lot of really great venues in the area that Mm -hmm. have given me a shot and not to toot my own horn, but toot toot. Um, I keep bringing people in (laughs) and mm -hmm. keep, keep getting booked for, for doing what I do. There are a lot of environments where I wish there were not vocals. Yep. Yeah. Like anytime yep. I'm at a restaurant, anytime, yep. like, cause yep. you'll yeah. go somewhere and you're hanging out with your friends and all of a sudden somebody starts covering blind melon or something. And you're like, Wonderwall. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's <laughs> given. Right. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, not only are you butchering that song, but I also can't focus on this conversation anymore. <laughs> yes. And so it's yeah. a double loss for yeah. me. Like, um, and that's not, I mean, there's plenty of great musicians who do sing and play, but mm-hmm. There are times when like doing what you're doing where you're just like it's just uh instrumental is like ideal for yep. the yep. environment. It's definitely an interesting take too. And something that's not exactly because if you play a song, and I'm sure you've heard it, like people are like, that solo was wrong. Or, you know, <laughs> yeah. like this is wrong and this is that. You know, you could have your own take on it. And I think that's why a lot of covers either do really well or not so well. But to do something like that where you can still hear the song and hear the song and the lyrics. And doesn't That's come it. across like karaoke, right? Right, right. Is playing Adele's vocals harder than playing other people's vocals? Because Ooh. Adele's vocals are not simple. Challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. You haven't done an Adele one. song? I haven't done any Adele songs. Hello. Um, no. One song. of can my... you do the, the Rolling in the Deep song or whatever? I love oh, the I beat that of that. Like yeah, the... absolutely. Uh, no, one of my favorites that, that everybody likes is um, uh, Whitney Houston's When Dance with Somebody. Hmm. <sighs> That's a good one. I'm nodding like I actually remember that song. I don't remember that song. Can you really? sing a little what? bar for no. me just so I can understand? Oh, you almost I got really me. don't remember the song though. So I need somebody, Aaron, 
or Aaron, either Aaron. <laughs> you just pointed at me and said Aaron, and you pointed I know. Out. I I got, but the audience doesn't know. You don't have they to call me out. Well, you're trying to call us out. It's only fair. Yeah. I really don't know the song. I have to look uh, it what up about later. what about Careless Whisper? I do some Careless Whisper. I do know Careless Whisper. I know yeah. that one. Okay. Yeah. Careless. Oh, I was like, who's Careless? <laughs> I was thinking of a name. Yeah, Careless Whisper. Careless Whisper. Right. Mm, get a MIDI and play saxophone through your guitar. That would be that's on my list. It's cool. on my list to do. Yeah. Good song though. Everyone knows hey, that. Skinny, have you ever seen Ed Sheeran play live? No, I've heard he's actually really entertaining though. So Caroline and I went like a couple years ago, and through a weird series of events, ended up on the front row. Oh wow! And uh, it was like right at the start of the Divide tour, and I didn't really know anything about him. Like I'd heard a couple songs, but I, you know, mm-hmm. it was like in the background, my mm-hmm. kids playing or something. Um, that guy commanded the stage by himself for two and a half hours. Wow. wow. A stadium full of people. Mind-blowing. And he just like, the, a looper pedal, right? And he's just making every sound is coming out of that guitar. Mm-hmm. The drums, the like everything That's is coming crazy. out of that. Backing vocal parts are coming out of that, everything. And he'll just go to like different mics and like loop it. And like it's nuts. That's it's, crazy. I think you would really. He's so gifted. It's entertaining. Well, that's that's not surprising. No, I've I've actually heard that. And did you say it was the, the divide? Isn't tour? isn't um, that the, the blue I, I, record? Well, so so that would make sense because um, <laughs> in the store we had these Ed Sheeran guitars, and we could never figure out why there was like this division symbol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an Ed Sheeran guitar. It all makes sense. My wife now. bought it and then returned it. Why she I owned it? that guitar for because she was like, I'm gonna learn how to play it. And I just bought my like good Martin, and that's also a Martin and not super inexpensive. And it literally just sat in a corner for like two months or something. Aww. And fortunately, like Will let me return it, but because it was like, Why are you paying this money for a guitar you're never gonna touch? But it, it was a nice guitar, like it's mm. like a three quarter size yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I kind of didn't want her to take it back. So I was like, I kind of <laughs> like that guitar, but um, and it makes me feel like Ed Sheeran. I'm not, I don't look like him, nor can I play like him, but <laughs> I can stand in front of a mirror and be like, I wish. <laughs> no, but that's really I'm in love cool. with the shape of yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I, I think Multiply, um, Divide, like those are the names of his albums, I think. Uh, oh, so he's a math nerd too. Maybe. That makes sense. Maybe. I don't know. I have a, I have an instructor who's a math nerd too. That's so why she's probably good at music. So that there, would make sense. I hear there's yeah. crossover there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very much so. Which is funny because I'm so bad at math. So, well, maybe you won't be now. Maybe <laughs> you sit down and do a test. You're like, I'm a genius. We're going to talk about this for the remainder of the podcast. <laughs> oh. oh. Will that be Ed Sheeran's oh. next album title? We, we revealed it. Subtract here? that from this, though. <laughs> it's yeah. just getting better. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> Man, the power of Aaron. Uh, oh, cubed. <laughs> Talking about... Uh, Look, let's get back to the root squared? of this interview, guys. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, what happened to us? Cabin fever. <laughs> it's just nice to have a conversation in person for the first time in like... It really is. Eight eight like, or something. I'm not trying to sell you something what? or... <laughs> well, just, I think yeah. the, the biggest thing to me is like... There's not the uh, the video conference lag. Oh. Yeah. So in a video conference, you're like waiting to see when people. And here, it's easier like yeah. read, and there's no delay. Yeah. And so this just feels more like 
yeah. energetic than it's felt for a little <laughs> bit. I told you know? someone like, today, I was like, I'm nervous. They're like, why? I was like, well, yeah, we've been doing this over two, almost three years, actually. You know, but I'm nervous because this is a first in a while, you know? And I was like, I, I shouldn't be nervous, but it's it's a weird, it's a weird you're getting back on stage. It's your adrenaline kicking yeah. in. And well, then you got there yeah. and you feel good. Right. So that's that's funny. I was actually going to not s- steal your thunder. Right. Um, Please do. But, You're the guest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but this is was, all about what, Daniel? No, <laughs> <laughs> no I was actually going to say, man, I, I completely relate because this, this Friday we're playing in Little Rock with mm-hmm. um, Mary Heather and... Um, and it's it's so it's the the last show we played was like in January and so mm-hmm. it, but it seems like a lifetime ago. Oh yeah. And so I mean the the rest of the band because she's in Nashville, but the rest of the band we've been getting together two three times a week for the past like four weeks, mm. and we feel solid. But it's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't I don't know. You're kind of kicking the dust off a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah. oh, is this. I don't, I'm I'm really I'm, I'm like the nerves are already set in and it's like I don't really know how this is gonna go so mm-hmm. which it'll go fine you know we've oh yeah we've done it but but yeah it's just and it's so weird right now with with anything I mean yeah anything that you haven't people done in a while show up, how yeah are people's responses yep. yeah yep exactly. like everything has this weird like some like there's a little undertone of like melancholy right under stuff or like this like overpressured like excitement like, yeah like you know that kid that was always happy in school and like that can't be real all the time <laughs> like, <laughs> like that feeling you know yes, yeah. Jeffrey, yeah it's been a weird year for sure yeah and i can't imagine you know we were planning on doing some live shows this year yep and like we kind of had this whole plan and we were super excited about it and getting everything kind of ramped up and then we didn't right and it's it's weird to not connect with people in person. And it actually makes me I think if you're a performer of any type, when you don't have it, like some of your fuel's gone, you know? Yeah. Like exactly. you live on that yeah. fuel. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I feel for a lot of the a lot of the performers who you know, even even on a local uh scale, mm. you know, a lot of them that's mm-hmm. They were playing enough because there are pay the bills. Yeah, there are tons of of local venues out here, whether it's full band or a lot more solo duo duo um, venues. But yeah, that's how they were. That's how they were making money. And it's like the you can't play those gigs, and then you don't have people yep. coming yep. out, and then um, you know everybody trying to hop on and do virtual performances which i i did a couple of those too um you set up virtual tip jars and it's yeah. like that's great mm-hmm. but it's it's not the same no it's totally not the same and and while it's great to make money because don't get me wrong the, you know making money to, uh, for playing music is <laughs> i always joke i'm like i feel like i'm getting one over on people because <laughs> i'm like i would be doing this at home anyway so you can literally um, just come by my house and i do this like five hours for free but it's it's you know yeah I've, I've played for you know hundreds of people and then i've also played for nobody but yeah. it's like that's and a, also that's tens a, of thousands of people don't leave out dallas stadium or at&t stadium like <laughs> i played for like my mom and then a couple friends and also a On stadium full of people yeah <laughs> well there's that too yeah. <laughs> well you stayed humble yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so humble she forgot she did it <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah it's um 
it does. It makes a huge, I mean, I've, you know, I've also played on a patio for the last hour cause it was a verbal contractual agreement. Like you're playing for three hours, but Hey, we're a restaurant and everybody's left and you're playing outside and I'll just sit there and play outside for, for nobody. Um, and I know plenty of musicians who do that as well. And so, um, yes, you're, you're still making the money, but even mm. if you have one person there, it just, it's better than nothing. Yeah. yeah. It oh, makes yeah. a huge difference. Something sad about playing to well, an empty room. It's... I mean, you still feel like no one showed up, even though, you yeah. know, it's like the type of venue you're playing. Yeah. That makes perfect. Yeah. Did you play in the band when we played the show? No, we had a different bass player. We played a show to coffee shop. So we get there, we set up and like time comes, nobody's in the building. And we wait like 30 minutes and they're like, well, like we paid you, like you have to play. And there's nobody there, like maybe five people and it's out of town, you know, whatever. And we, we play like almost the entire set. I felt like, like for an hour or something. And all of a sudden the room just like fills up and we just look around and we're like, I guess we do it again. And we played the whole <laughs> <Yeah>. set again. <laughs> like, Cause it was just like, what happened? Like, why was it so like, did you advertise the wrong time? But it was the most, I mean, it ended great. Like the room was packed by the end of it, but I'm not kidding. Probably played a full 40 minutes to nobody and that's so awkward oh man it was terrible yeah it's like it's like like, a warm-up yeah it's (laughs) like you're sitting there playing and it's like you know you want to show some sort of emotion but it's like who am i showing emotion to you kind of want to just pack up yeah you know it's like all right well we didn't you keep your money like we'll go this is just awkward for everybody and i'm so glad that we stuck through it and right like i'm sure you've been in some situation at some point where like really rough patch but i lasted long enough that the payoff was there, you know, kind exactly. of Exactly. Well, and that's, that's another thing. It's, it's, it's kind of like, um, so let's say you're playing like a three hour set somewhere and you, um, are allotted two breaks. And I mean, my thing is, you know, and again, I'm not the singer, so I don't necessarily have the, the, uh, the, the biggest say so in it, but it's like, there are some places like you're just, you're jiving and it's like, man, if you take that 10, 15 minute yeah, break, you're going to lose, you're gonna lose yeah. everybody, yeah. Yeah. you know, you're going to lose the momentum. And so, um, yeah, being able to, to kind of read matters. Yeah, it yeah. really does. Um, Aaron likes to ask a question of everybody. Are you Ooh. familiar with this? He, he doesn't ask a question. Right. He's going to start a sentence and you're going to okay. finish it with whatever comes to mind. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Right? Hit me. All right. I wish I could. Oh. <laughs> Make the sound of a tire deflating. No. <laughs> it no. is. Mighty rushing wind. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could... Oh, on that, I would say play music and support my family. You do both those things. You play music and you support your family. <laughs> <laughs> it's a monkey's paw of a gift. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Send him back to the mill. <laughs> okay, so right. so we're support we're, your family by playing if, music. If right. So that's that's a responsible answer, right? Um no, I, I mean, so things that I wish I could do, I mean, I've, I've always wanted to, even if, and something I've always said, like, even if it was a 
COVID's kind of deflated, <laughs> like hopes and dreams. It's like uh, mm-hmm. hopes and dreams. It's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, yeah. um, now, something I've always wanted to do is is no matter who it was with, even if it was a six month stint, and it's like I'm very realistic about what they pay band members and right. and things like that. But even for just six months, if if I could go on tour, I've always just wanted to go on tour, not yeah. for like sex, drugs, rock and roll. Like I don't like drugs. I'm married, and so you know it's like, but just to kind of have that experience. Um, and again, it's, it's all about the adrenaline rush mm-hmm. and being able to play for, for a large group of people, but like, just give me six months to play with, with, I don't know, some moderately large act, right. mm-hmm. um, to where even if it's like an opener for somebody, yeah. um, I would just, I would love the mess out of that. I bet. Yeah. And then, you know, all right, six months is up. I can say cool i got to you do this exactly. yeah and then yeah. i uh, yeah. i get to come home and come back to my rad job and you know now if it goes longer that's cool too but if we can find a drummer and we can ever take six months off together we could just go on our own tour <laughs> and like, right. see what the oh you said moderately successful yeah never mind we to... <laughs> <laughs> like we're talking like be a, be a 2021 okay. tour mom's garage mom's garage mom's garage mom's garage i mean we're talking be okay center even if we're the opener and it's like half capacity i'm cool with that you I, know? I, me too <laughs> well there's more than half <laughs> i thought they always just put the curtain down the middle of the <laughs> block off the other half of the stadium it's up that was the bathroom <laughs> Oh man, I can't thank you enough for coming and hanging yeah. out. No, thank you that so much. That was the much. fastest hour ever. I looked down and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Look What I Did is produced by Aaron Dotson and Daniel Quinn. Sound designed by Daniel Quinn. Our digital director is Heather Kelly.